as far north as Marauder's Arch, as far south as Booty Isle, as far east as Ruby's Fall, and as far west as Mermaid's Hideaway, Pirate Talk Radio proudly presents the most in-your-face Sea of Thieves podcast on the waves, and now broadcasting from his mother's basement, the biggest idiot to ever pick up a cutlass, your host, Davram! Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 125, and let me tell you what. I just said uh, not too many episodes ago that things are slowing down in life. I, ju- I just literally worked two, two, two weeks in a row since the last episode uh, of, like, between 60 and 70 hours. I have been dead. I have literally got home, went, like, laid on the couch and fell asleep at, like, 7, 8 o'clock, 7 usually. It's like seven seven thirty. I have literally been wake up, go to the gym at you know four thirty in the morning, get into work, get home, sleep. That that has been my life <laughs> for the past two weeks. It's absolutely insane. We have, however, had a couple streams of Sea of Thieves um, on Saturdays. Um, no matter how tired I am, I, I, I committed at the beginning of this year that I wanted to put out more content for everyone. Um, and I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. And one of the ways I'm doing that is, is we're streaming, um, every single Saturday, Sea of Thieves at 1 PM Eastern standard time. Um, for those of over in the, like the UK, uh, that's about uh, 6 PM Eastern standard time, your time. So <clears throat> sailing uh, with friends and you can check that out at uh, on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Davram. Or uh, if you prefer watching on YouTube, you can check out um, the Pirate Talk Radio YouTube channel. So that's youtube.com slash at sign Pirate Talk Radio. Uh, and you can catch us every uh, Saturday. So long as I don't have an event or something. Um, we're, we're, I've, I've been doing pretty good on it. I'm going to um, keep that up. It's, it's kind of built into the schedule now and, uh, I, I've been trying to get back into it. I would like to get more streams in during the week. I've just, as I said, I've came home from work and went directly to bed. So <clears throat> I definitely have some ideas to bring more content, uh, not just Sea of Thieves, but other things to, um, to the channels and, and things like that. So working on it, but, uh, obviously real life work, y'all know how it goes. Uh, that comes first because that's what supports the the household. So um, trying, but uh, if you want to catch any of the live streams right now, Saturday, uh, every Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, that's 6 p.m. British uh, time if you're over that way. If you're somewhere else on a different time zone, Google, use Google time zone, you know, thing because it, it'll tell you so. There you go. Um, but we have been playing Sea of Thieves on Saturday. It allows me to keep up, obviously, with the game. <clears throat> um, uh, season 11, we're going to get into it. Um, I think some of the uh, ideas uh, that they implemented with Season 11, I, I think, have been r- really good, but the implementation has been bad. Um, and we'll we'll talk about that uh, this episode. I want to go through that launch weekend of Season 11 and, quite frankly, how bad it was. Uh, and since then, we've had multiple maintenance windows where the game has been taken down. Uh, one extended maintenance where they patched some um, some things specifically around server performance. Um, so we'll dive into that and and how that has affected the game um, since season 11 
uh, started. So let's dive into it. Um, I specifically called out and said that after season nine, after uh, the, the length of season nine, and how as season nine progressed, the quality of life things that they put in, the fixes that they put in, um, started to break down. It was it was like a sl- like the 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 fixes they put in were were like made of of really brittle material. And as the season progressed, as more and more people walked on that brittle material, it just slowly started to crack and crumble away. Uh, and then we saw the same thing <clears throat> in season ten, where overall season ten was relatively stable, uh, didn't add anything really new. Um, and it, again, they had server performance issues. They never got back up to a full server of ships, uh, and they just continued to struggle. And things that they had put in place uh, slowly just crumbled. Um, so I, I specifically called out that they did a great job of making sure season 10 uh, ended in three months. They did a great job in that. They they got to that cadence where where the season was a season. It was it was a season based on industry standards, uh, which is three months. Um, not to say that, you know, industry standard is always correct, but that's what they were trying to achieve in the very beginning. So being able to finally get back to that cadence where they ended a season in three months was very exciting. Um, but I also said that they needed to come out with season 11, knowing that there wasn't anything really new. I, I, I say new in, in the biggest air quotes that I can, because the UI uh, revamp, the diving to events, um, those kind of things are very good and very new uh, as far as concepts and things that players have been asking for for a while, including a prestige system with all the trading companies. And I said, in order for this to go over well, they needed to execute well. They gave folks, um, long-term players, a way to quickly get into to fights. They uh, People who don't have a lot of time to play quickly get to an event, do an event, and sell off and log off. They did all these things that we've been talking about and providing feedback on. They did. They had them in concept, but they had to execute them and they had to execute them to a point where we're not seeing returning bugs. We're not seeing uh, uh, new exploits. We're not seeing the poor quality of coding that we continue to see with Sea of Thieves. And I said they had to execute it in order to make the players feel like they had control. You know, Joe Neat saying the right things, the teams on the podcast and their YouTube videos saying the right things, they have to execute on it. And unfortunately, they didn't. They did not. The UX is in there, and it's amazing. There's less clicks in order to get to the critical information. It's reorganized so that you can quickly figure out what you're doing and where you're at with emissary ledgers and things like that. And the UI specifically around the quest table and not having to go back to uh, an outpost to get a, a voyage. Excellent. All those things are excellent. And all those things in concept showed up in the game. It was the little, the I won't even say the little things. It was the critical things that challenged. <laughs> One of the biggest things that was quickly realized by players, and it took Rare two weeks, two weeks um, in order to get this under control and multiple maintenance windows. And that is when interacting with the maps and when interacting with the, um, the quest table, it would cause a chain reaction lag across the entire server. So anytime someone touched the map or the quest table, uh, it would just, everyone would stutter and step and rubber band and just a massive spike and lag. I 
don't understand how that got through testing. I don't. Maybe it's because the servers weren't under load during testing. Maybe it was the load of the servers that was, <clears throat> but it was every server. It wasn't like the, some people weren't experiencing it. It was every person on every server was experiencing this. So to me, even if you've got uh, uh, one server rolled up for your QA testing, you should be seeing this experience. And, and the problem is what a horrible experience it was. I mean, yes, I play a lot of times with folks in the UK, so I already have a, a larger ping than normal. I've gotten used to it. It's not horrible. But when you're talking, you know, a 120, 150 ping, someone touches a map table or a quest table, and that thing shoots up to 600, 800, 1,000 for a few, a few seconds, that's unplayable. That is, the game was unplayable for the first week it got better in the second week, but it was still bad. You still had these spikes of lag. And I don't understand why, one, it got released that way. And two, once it was identified, why the servers weren't brought down immediately for an emergency fix. It took them two weeks, two weeks to get the servers to a point where they were playable. They were not playable. And I know people were playing. I know people were logging in because we were fighting in PVP and we were seeing players. I know people were playing, but the overall experience and how Sea of Thieves has to operate with combat and sailing and all that stuff, it was unplayable. If you wanted to do anything successfully, it was awful. It was an absolutely awful experience. And again, it took them multiple maintenances and it took them two weeks to finally get that sorted to make the game playable again. I, it's just unexcusable. It's unacceptable and unexcusable that that got released. And then it took them two full weeks in order to get, to get fixed. Again, it goes back to urgency. I don't feel like the leadership in Rare has urgency on this. They're just like, oh, yeah, we got the update out. Yeah, it, it, the, the servers suck. We'll apologize to the people, but, you know, we'll get to it. You know, we got people on vacation. We got people sick. We got, you know, we, we got, we're working on the next uh, the season already. We just don't have the, the resources. You know, I, we'll get to it. it it's, it's fine. You know, the players just keep playing. You know, you, you can't do it that way. Like. Like legitimately, I am super surprised that we didn't see dead servers after the third day. And and though I will say by the end of the first week before they really got a good fix in there for most of that lag, the servers did feel a little bit dead, but there was st still some activity. But wow, what an absolute shit show the launch of season 11 was like that was absolute garbage and unacceptable that something that they put in to make the game better for both new players, casual players and veteran players of being able to quickly get your quests, being able to dive to events. But every time you do that, you have to interact with the quest table and it lags the entire server. Your entire new really nice feature is now tarnished because of poor quality code and poor quality implementation. It's just unexcusable at this point. It really, really, truly is unexcusable to this point. It's just, we're, we're talking, this game has been out for what going on six years now. Is that what, is that what we're up to? How we are still 
having these misses from the 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 studio is just ridiculous. Like if that was the case and yes, other big companies have had these issues, but they are quick to address them or at least make their game playable or roll something back for God's sakes. Rare just seems to keep pushing forward and player experience be damned. We'll get to it eventually. Like, that's what I feel like the messaging is like, hey, good job. We released our our season on time and it sucks. But you know what? Push forward. Let's keep going. And it's just, oh, it's awful. And I'm tired of hearing on the podcast and and see a thieves news and all this stuff. Apologies. I don't want apologies anymore. I don't want voyages to make myself, you know, another couple coins because you guys screwed up. I want action. I legitimately want action. I want you guys to roll back your updates if they suck. I want you guys to get in there and fix them in a timely manner. Two weeks is not timely for that type of issue. You know, I don't want you to sit here and just be like, oh, well, you know, it's what it is. Let's, uh, we're sorry. It was a poor experience. We'll do better next time. You've had six years to do better and you still are failing time and time again and update and update and update. This could have been season 11 could have been so good season 11. If you if you executed that stuff right off the bat and don't get me wrong, we have many, many, many weeks of months of season 11 left. This could be a very good season in the end. But how long does it take them to get there? You got to come out the gate strong and they failed yet again to come out the gate strong. They have all these cool features that I really legitimately enjoy. And it just was poorly executed like poor would be an improvement for that that was just oh it was vomit inducing like i literally the first stream that i did that saturday after release i i was planning on streaming for a considerable amount of time i had to call it because i was just like i can't deal with this i i cannot play this game so i think i instead of my normal five or six hour stream i did like a three and a half four hour stream because literally i just couldn't play it anymore it was bothering me so much it was annoying me it was frustrating me it was just unplayable So let's talk about some of the other things that were promised that were not executed properly. And for the record, that still may or may not be fixed. Diving to events. So um, one of the things that they mentioned when they talked about this new system is that when you dive to a raid or you dive to an event, you will be diving to an uncontested event. And when you're there, people can't dive on you. That was completely missed, completely missed. I don't know if a trigger didn't get set right in the code. I don't know if they were originally planning for people not to dive on you or you to dive on people. And they they announced it that way. But the actual implementation was completely different. I, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, it doesn't work. Um, you will dive onto players and players will dive onto you doing events. It's, 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 you can see it on YouTube. You can see it on streams. You can probably, uh, based on the amount of people who listen to the show, you've probably at least, you know, half a dozen of you have, have experienced this. Um, again, when you've got servers the way they are, there's a good chance that you do get to dive on a good event. Um, and you won't get dived on just because players aren't diving. They're sailing around in order to loot stack and things like that, but it's not in there. Like people will dive onto you and you will dive 
dive onto them. It's the 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 promise of diving onto uncontested events is was one hundred percent a lie. Now, was it a lie because of they didn't put it in? Was it a lie because they failed to execute the code? I I don't know. I'm not sure if we'll ever know. I don't know if they'll be that transparent about it. But the end of the day is it was a lie because it does not work. Period. Um. Code names. So things like storage crates, uh, merchant alliance uh, cloth items, um, boxes that you pick up and interact with. Um, Some of them are fine. Some of them still say storage crate or cannonball crate. But some of them have um, the long code name like bracket, you know, Sea of Thieves 2024 underscore merchant crate underscore blah, 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 blah. Like, how do you miss that? How do you like these are the things that I just don't get. Like when you go and you test something in my mind, you're testing everything. You're testing voyages. You're testing items. And sure, there's there's you know, you you won't be able to test every little piece and insiders won't be able to test every little piece. Hell, I know that most insiders that that I'm familiar with, they log in, sail around for an hour to get their reward if they haven't maxed out their rewards and they log off because, you know, there is the, the rewards that you get from insiders are not worth your time. Period. End of story. Uh, sea of Thieves have, has, from the longest time with insiders, asked players to test their game for nothing. And a lot of times, there are some times where insiders' feedback do change the code. But a lot of times, by the time the insiders have, have seen it, most of that code's ready to ship. And they're probably not going to make significant changes to the system. Um, it's just how it is. They do sometimes, based on the insider feedback, if it's if it's glaring enough. But a lot of times, I've, I used to do insiders and provide them feedback all the time. And I gave up because I would provide them feedback of shit that's broken, and it still was broken on release. Now, maybe because I was the only one in interacting with that stuff or, and, and so there wasn't that many tickets or support tickets open about it. I I don't know, but it's clear that their testing system through insiders and internal testing just doesn't work. We've seen an update and update season and season. It just, it just doesn't work. And my guess is they do basic code regression testing, which is basically, um, you run the code through a system and make sure that the code is solid and there's no major errors in the code. It doesn't mean that the code doesn't conflict with other code and cause things like weird names on items or bucket reg or, or some sort of combat bug or something like that. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means the code is legit good and compiles fine. It doesn't have any major uh, red flags in the in the actual code itself, the, the verbiage in the code. That's all that that type of regression testing is going to do. You know, actual hard stress testing on the code, I really don't think is being done internally. Um, and I can tell you based on the interactions I've had with many insiders, it's not there either because you're not giving them anything worth their time. Gold, cosmetics, uh, doubloons. Why? Why? I am using my time to test your game. Nothing I do in insiders carries over to the legit game. So why, why am I doing it? You're not paying me. Give me ancient coins. Give me, give me for an hour of testing a month. Give me $5 in ancient coins, $5 an hour. That's lower than minimum wage here in the United States. Give me $5 an hour. 
Give me cosmetics. Give me my, you don't even have to give gold and doubloons, to be honest. Give me cosmetics and give me $5 in ancient coins or give me $10 in ancient coins. $10 an hour. There you go. That's almost minimum wage in the United States. $10 of ancient coins for for my my one um, testing session a week or whatever that is. I think it's a week. Um, $10 an hour for one session a week. Just do that. At least you're paying the people in some way, shape, or form. It's not actual money where they can go and spend it on the Microsoft store or they can go spend it on Amazon or something. They have to keep it in your game. And most likely, being someone who's worked in retail for most of my career, you give someone a gift card, nine times out of ten, they're going to use that money and they're going to either double it or they're going to add a little bit of their own money to it in order to get something a little bit bigger because they can justify it. You know, they've got a $10 gift card. They might buy a $20 item because in their mind, it's only costing them 10 bucks, right? Or they'll buy a $15 item because it's only costing them in their mind five bucks, right? So, so do something a little bit more than, than, than that. And then more so make sure you have something, a system in place in insiders where you're not just getting people who are logging on and putting like a, one of those like Homer Simpson, little, little ducks on the, the W key where they just jump forward to keep the AFK timer up, like actually give them, here's what I want you to test. <clears throat> and then something that actually checks to make sure they're testing it. I mean, if, if you're creating this program and you want legitimate testing, you have to one, pay the people. And two, you have to ensure accountability that they're actually testing it. Yes, that's taking time away from your actual coding. But right now, <laughs> you could create all the code in the world. You can create all the tall tales in the world. You can create all the events in the world, new loot in the world. Right now, your coding and QA and testing sucks. It sucks for a long time. So that's something I would put a priority around, Mr. Neat, and figure out how you can get your absurd player testing um, feature of insiders to actually work and actually provide you feedback and then actually take action on said feedback. So you don't get things like, I don't know, people diving on top of you when that was a key point that they're not supposed to do. Or, I don't know, you pick up a merchant crate and it has your literal code written across it. Like, come on. Jesus. Um, oh, so remember the, uh, the really cool thing that everyone cheered about? Um, not too long ago when you disconnect, you keep your supplies. Remember that everyone cheered about it because of all the beard errors that we were getting and you'd lose your, your supplies and everything. Remember how everyone loved that. And that was a really cool, like enhancement to the game. Yeah, it's gone. Now you die, you'll lose your supplies. So that really nice feature that everyone liked. Yeah, they broke it. It, it, you die or you get disconnected. Your supplies are gone. So there you go. Put your supplies in the barrels because rare can't seem to get their shit straight. You know who can get their shit straight. You know who can provide you quality, amazing, amazing, notorious, great conversation and sailing. And that is our patrons. They're awesome. They're absolutely great. And we do have a new one to welcome this week. But I want to start at the top of the list and thank Skamelt666, Lane, Igefus, Elcute, James, Big Bad Pad, and Registella. Thank you very much for not sucking like, you know, Rare's leadership team and their code. Don't, don't ever suck like that. Like, no, that's like, 
chewing. No, never mind. We won't get into that. You guys rock. You guys are awesome. And I appreciate your ongoing support of this podcast and my content. If you are interested in supporting my content and my podcast and getting these episodes at least a day early um, to a direct feed to you, you can go to patreon.com slash TV and check out all the options starting from $1 and going up. You get some perks, you get some stuff um, uh, depending on your tier and, and you get a cool, your own little highlighted color and private channels in the pirate talk radio discord. So thank you very much to the patrons. I really, really appreciate your ongoing support. Um, so let's talk about some, uh, Oh wait, hold on one more unhappy. See, I, I wrote things in my, my notes for this week and I put happy faces or unhappy faces. Um, so we're talking about unhappy faces right now. Um, unhappy faces. Uh, you can hear hot mics again from mermaids. So um, there's this is an ancient old bug that, that has existed for a long time um, that they've fixed a few times, just like bucket reg and things like that, um, where basically if a crew has done something in an area and they've went like they've died usually and they've went to the ferry of the damned and they're hot micers. If you have a mermaid pop in an area, you can hear their hot mics regardless of where they are on the server. You could hear them coming from your mermaid. Uh, that's back. Uh, we were actually freaked out about it one day. We were at, I think, Cannon Cove uh, doing an event and we kept hearing talking. We're like looking around to see if someone's like failing at tucking with uh, with hot miking on. And we're looking around and and so we're using the spatial awareness where you can get closer and the, the volume gets louder. And we dove into the water where the mermaid where our mermaid was at Cannon Cove because uh, we were doing the event while our ship was off doing another dig or something. And as we got to this mermaid, it became clear as day that that bug was back. So there's another unhappy face, something that was fixed in the past that, hey, guess what? It's broken again. Uh, so let's talk about some ha happy faces. I already mentioned the UI. I already mentioned the ability to quickly get to events and 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 get them done and get out um, for a play session. That 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 is the top notch, right? That is the that is the cream of the crop. Is that UI and the ability to quickly get to to action and then and then be able to log off if you don't have a lot of time. That that is the cream of the crop. <clears throat> couple other things that I really liked about season 11 so far. Um, merchant voyages. Um, so they changed the paper um, that you get when you have to deliver, um, like, uh, deliver this to so-and-so, deliver this to so-and-so. It always used to be deliver this to Shelly, right? And then you had to say Shelly's name started with an S. S is shipwright, Shelly the shipwright right? Like that's, that's like, that's how you kind of had to do it. Or, or, or Tanya, you know, Tanya starts with T that means tavern. Tanya's in the tavern. That's what you kind of had to do for the longest time. Now they have changed that. I don't know if players struggled with that new players or, or whatever. I assume it's new players that struggling with that. Um, now it's actually written, you know, Shelly, the shipwright, um, you know, on the docks or whatever. It said Tanya in the tavern on, you know, so it, it actually spells out where those people are. Uh, so you don't have to then, you know, if you're a newer player and you don't know these things, run around and explore, they actually tell you where the people are. So um, again, for a veteran player, 
I knew the code for a long time, so it doesn't impact me at all. But definitely for new players, I think that was a good change uh, so that they know where to go. Um, and they, they again, they can be efficient with their time. They can get that reward and hopefully continue to play Sea of Thieves. Because, again, the, the best part about Sea of Thieves is when we have people playing it. Like Sea of Thieves is not fun when servers are dead. Right. It's fun with the player interactions. Uh, I know there's folks out there who like safer seas and that's fine. But what makes Sea of Thieves magical is the experiences that you have with other players, whether it be aggressive or whether it be passive. That's what's fun is the in, in, the, in the interactions with other players. Let's talk about something else with happiness. And again, I have to give all the props to the art team. I have to give all the props to this to the art team. So first off, the new loot. The new loot looks absolutely fantastic. All the crystal variants and and all those variants looks absolutely outstanding. I love the new uh, skulls for Order of Souls. I absolutely adore the new chests, the nice like crystal. They almost look like sarcophaguses. I love them. I think they're really great. <clears throat> and and then you can still get the old loot, the old tried and true loot that looks like a true treasure chest and stuff like that. I like that mix. It adds a, a nice little uh, intricacy of what you're going to dig up and things like that. Really like the art design on that. Um, the other thing that I really like the art design on is the season pass, uh, the free season pass clothing set. It's got this cool serpent look that wraps around you in different places. Like the glove has the serpent, the wraps around the boots, the pants. I really like this set. Uh, you know, me, I'm pretty set in stone about my, um, my pirates outfit. Um, I might change it for laughs or something during a stream, but I will always quickly change it back to my normal look where my, my pirate's belly's hanging out. He's got the, the short, um, the little short vest on. He's got the four of the damn jacket on. He's got his fuzzy boots on, you know, he, there's a look that I like. Um, it's just the look that my pirate always has the pants sometimes change and the gloves sometimes change. Sometimes we have a hat. Sometimes we don't, but in general, my pirate has a look that he's had for years. Um, it's just his iconic look and I prefer it that way. Um, I have started to use some of the new serpent stuff. I think I'm using the gloves right now, maybe the pants. Um, but I really like the design of this where it really looks like someone has blacksmithed, um, this really, um, nice, snake and like wrapped it around and sewn it on the cloth. I think it looks really, really cool. So um, it, what's your guys' opinion on the new um, chests, the new loot and the new um, the new clothing stuff in the season pass? Put it in the YouTube comments. Uh, you know, if you go over to Pirate Talk Radio on YouTube, drop it in the YouTube comments. And while you're there, also click the subscribe button. If you haven't, turn those notification bells on. Um, if you don't watch it on the YouTube and you're you're you you want to make me cry and not go turn the 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 sub notification bell on and the subscribe and make me cry and be upset because those things do really help. Uh, you can also join the pirate talk radio discord and put it there. Uh, don't reach out to me on Twitter anymore because quite frankly, I uninstalled Twitter about a month ago and I'm not looking at it anytime soon. Um, so don't message me there. Um, and in the show notes, there is the pirate talk radio email. You can always reach me there um, because that is fine to check, but social media is gone and dead for me now. Um, so I, you don't, if you follow me, you can keep following me. I might pop back onto 
to Twitter someday, but it's uninstalled and I don't have any interest in looking in social media anymore. So um, there you go. That's how you can reach out. But yeah, let me know how you think the new art designs are with the loot and also with the clothing set. So that was kind of the initial thoughts that I had on the launch of season 11. Um, They've had multiple maintenance windows. Uh, They've had multiple uh, fixes, but they had one large fix uh, more recently. And in that large fix, they were um, trying to address some key things. Uh, Last Saturday, I was able to play um, on our 1 p.m. stream. And I was able to take a look at some of these features to see how the servers rated now that you know, we've got some, some fixes in there. So let's talk about some stuff that they got fixed and some stuff that they still failed to fix. First off servers are better. They are better. We're not seeing those large lag spikes. We're not seeing as much rubber banding. It's still there a little bit. They still have work to do on server stability, but it's not where it was on launch. Um, it's much improved. It's the game is tolerable. Now I won't say it's where it should be, but the game is at least tolerable. And that's as far as I'll go with that. Um, I'm not rubber banding as much. Mobs are not rubber banding as much, which is nice. Um, server, uh, ping spikes are not going as high. So I feel like they've maybe addressed the, um, the issues where it came to the quest table and the, uh, what is it? The, the map table. I think maybe those things have been addressed. Um, I actually on the, the stream, when I first started playing season 11, every time I opened the map table or the quest table, I always said, Oh, I'm sorry, server. Uh, not that anyone cared or heard me, but I apologize. Again, they have improvements to do here. It's still not great. It's still not where it should be, but it's least vastly improved uh, from where we were, right? Um, uh, the dive events. Still, you can dive into contested events and people can dive onto you. So a key promise and a key feature of this particular update is still not working as promised. Um, again, big issue with me. If you say it's going to be this, then make it that if it's not there, well, then you need to fix it before you release it. Because if you tell me, if you tell me that my sandwich is going to have provolone cheese on it and I pick up my sandwich and it has Swiss cheese on it, you promised me provolone, but you gave me Swiss, right? And it kind of plays the here because they promised me provolone and they gave me Swiss and Swiss has holes in it because, well, let's be honest, season 11 has had holes all throughout it. Um, the bucket reg, uh, bucket reg is back in force. So when I was sailing after these servers have been fixed, after things were cleaned up a bit, um, I was, I was sailing on a galleon. And my crew kept telling me to stop bucketing water back in the ship. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm literally not. I am throwing it out. I can see it fly out. I can hit, hear it hit the water. It's going out. And they're like, well, it's it, the boat keeps filling up every time you bucket. And then I noticed I paid it closer attention. I was throwing it out, but the water was still in my bucket. And so I was throwing it back in. So I was like doing nothing. Like it looked like I was throwing it out. But there was still water in my bucket. So when I went down to scoop again, I was really just throwing the water back in the ship and scooping the same bucket every single time. So bucket reg is back. It's in force. Uh, It was very consistent that day where, you know, every third bucket 
the water was still in my bucket after I had thrown it over. So after I visually saw the water leave the bucket and fly overboard, then I looked and the water was still in the bucket. So bucket reg is a hundred percent back. Um, and, and the other thing is sometimes on those bucket regs, the bucket looks empty, but when you go to bucket again, it throws a whole bucket of water back in there. So one of the major issues that they have fixed before is now back and 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 force and bucket reg is is not a good thing right obviously hit reg's been a problem for a long time and still is but bucket reg is a major issue because if you are fighting if you are in combat and you're trying to save your ship and your bucket gets regged and it looks like it's empty and you toss it out and then it looks empty and you go to bucket again, you throw it back in, you could sink there. Like you could have saved your ship, but instead you sunk because the game is working against you. Um, so very disappointing to see that back. Just, just, just horrible. Quick swapping. Um, so this was brought up. Um, I think, I don't remember what, um, uh, see a thieves news. Uh, but they, they said that they were going to fix quick swapping. They implemented a fix for quick swapping. Um, as we all know, um, quick swapping never really fully went away because all you had to do was do the quick swap button combination twice in a row and it would quick swap. It added like an extra second, second and a half to quick swapping, but quick swapping was still in the game. <clears throat> now, based on what I've seen, I don't know if that second, second and a half is still there because I was seeing some ridiculous double gunners where it was just like bang, bang. Like it was back to the old school days of, of quick swapping again. Um, and again, these are things that are just very frustrating as a long-term player, a player who loves this game. And, and I'm sure many of you out there listening right now, you know, I don't know if you've experienced some of these things that I've barred up, but, but when you've, when you're told something is fixed and then you turn around in an update or two or three later, it's back again. It's very frustrating, especially these these exploits, these bugs, which are causing just PvP to be unfair and unfriendly. You can't switch quick swap on an Xbox controller. So the largest, you know, the, the players who play Xbox are already at a disadvantage um, when it comes to that. Sure, they can play on Xbox only servers, and that's an option for them. But even me, I'm I'm an old dude, right? My hands don't work that well. If you've logged into my stream, you know, I love PvP. Don't expect me to be good at it. I, I'll miss shots, and, and it won't be hit reg. I will just legit miss shots. But if you expect me to start fast sprinting loot, and you expect me to start hitting button combinations and to in order to, to quick swap my guns, I can't even hit a shot on a, on a slow reload, let alone a quick swap. It's just not going to happen. All right, I get some good shots in there. You know, I kill some players every so often, but I just enjoy playing the game. I have fun playing the game. I'm just an average dude with below average gaming skills, and I'm fine with that. I play games to enjoy and have fun with friends. I, I don't play games to be, you know, the next, you know, best Counter-Strike player, best League of Legends player. I don't, you know, I'm a competitive person, but I know where my skills are, and my skills are not spending days on video games trying to get the perfect button and the perfect dpi numbers and you know it's just bad um 
Obviously, DPI switching is still in the game. That was announced that is something they're looking at, uh, but they haven't uh, they, they haven't taken action on it yet, and that's fine. They gave us a big list of things that they're eventually going to take action on, maybe in year you know twelve or something, because it took them six years to actually start addressing hit regs. So you know maybe in year twelve they might work on uh, DPI switching at their at their rate of coding um, and, and skill at coding and quality, but, um, you know, it, it is reportable now because they have announced that it is something that players should not do. Um, so I know there was a crew the other day I was fighting that, that they all got reported. I wouldn't be surprised if their accounts get banned for it, but again, don't do it. Um, if you, if you're not aware, if you don't keep up with sea of thieves news, maybe you use this podcast as your way to, to listen here. Let me, let me make it very clear. If it's something <coughs> that you think is an exploit it probably is dpi switching is an exploit stop doing it yes it 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 gives you a competitive advantage in the game because your character's bobbing all over the place um and so the character model you can't it's an exploit so stop doing it it's it's just just don't don't do it um but uh yeah it's it's still very much there but we knew it was still there they haven't taken any action on that so um, overall week to week, um, season 11, I think is improving. Um, but the launch was so horrible. The launch was so bad. Um, I just, I, it's inexcusable at this point. And I, I don't, you tune in and you listen to this show and you hear me week after week talk about these things. And, and for the record, I know that rare listens to the show because, when I met the developers, when I met Joe Neat, when I met Mike Chapman in, in Sea of Thieves Fest uh, two years ago over in the UK, they told me they listened. So I know they listened to the show. Whether they listened to what I have to say or think that what I'm saying is relevant or I don't know their business. I am not in the Rare headquarters. I don't know their headcount. I don't know their, their, their skilled positions. I, I don't know. All that I can do is give a perspective from someone who has been in software, someone who has been in project management, someone who has been in team leadership in the IT industry, giving you my take on how I would handle these type of situations. People, in my opinion, would be losing their jobs. And I don't think it's necessarily the actual code monkeys that should be losing their job. It should be the leaders who continue to allow bad code to go out. Those are the folks that should be losing their jobs. And it should be the folks that are leading those people who continue time after time to allow these things to get through without accountability. Those folks should be losing their jobs. And I never like to see people lose their jobs. But in order to get change, sometimes you got you to gotta shake up the pot. You got to shake up the pot. Um, I know some people have been asking um, if we're ever going to have a rare person on uh, this podcast. Um, I have reached out via email multiple times, multiple months in a row. I have done my job um, asking. I have I have been in correspondence with people over there, and I've always been told, we're working on it. We'll get back with you. We'll get back with you. They never get back with me. I follow up. Eventually, I've given up. So if anyone at Rare who listens to this uh, wants to uh, look at someone who is clearly not doing their job. It's whoever takes the emails and uh, says they're going to do something and then doesn't do it. Um, again, 
I don't ever want someone to lose their job. I've met the person that I was corresponding with, but if your job is, you know, partly to, to line these things up and you send out an email that says, yep, I'll line something up with you and I'll be back in touch. And I have to continue to follow up and follow up and don't get responses and nothing ever gets moved forward. You're not doing your job. So there you go. Um, so to answer everyone's questions, no, I am not reaching out to rare anymore for, um, for any sort of interview. Uh, if they reach out to me, that's one thing, but, um, I, I don't have the time to continue to beat down their door, uh, for an interview and, and not be respected, um, by not having my stuff returned, not having my stuff returned in a timely manner, being told one thing and then it never happening. So I, I don't have time for that. Um, so no, I will not be beating down their door. I will not be sending any further emails to them. Um, I, I spent, I think three months, um, um, emailing, following up and not getting anything back. So, um, I, I'm not doing it. I'll try to line up some interviews with some, uh, content creators or some other sea of thieves, uh, personalities. <clears throat> it's just with my schedule. And when I record a lot of times I record at weird hours or I record when the, you know, content creators are actually, that's their, that's their stream. So, uh, it is very challenging, uh, just because again, my real life and my real life job, uh, oftentimes stops me from doing that. But guys, I hope you're enjoying season 11. There are a lot of good things, um, in concept. There's a lot of good things that they put in place. They're just buggy. Um, and it's sea of thieves. It's sad that they continue to put out a poor quality product each and every season. Um, but that has an amazing product behind it. It's just, they keep failing and it's very disappointing, but I hope there's at least some silver lining. I know I saw in the discord, some people really enjoying grinding out the prestige levels of the different trading companies and getting, um, again, some really, really cool, like uh captaincy banners for their ship. The gold hoarder one looks excellent. So I can't wait to get my hands on those, but Please let me know in the comments of the YouTube video. Shoot me an email or join the Discord server. All of that information is in the notes at the bottom of the podcast or in the, the YouTube show notes or whatever. Um, you can check that out and find out ways to contact me. But thank you very much, guys. I hope they continue to get better. I hope it's not weeks and weeks, and I hope it's not by the end of Season 11 before everything gets fixed just to be broken with Season 12. But, guys, thank you very much. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio.